Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nintendo! Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat for the What the Fuck? That was all wrong. That was all wrong. That's it's not. not I'm not, trying to curve Hold on. It, it's not supposed ball. to be welcome to it. It's supposed to be welcome. welcome. <laughs> 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 That's it. it. We're done.
to Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of May 1st, 2014. I am your host, Jose Otero, and this is IGN's Nintendo Podcast. Joining me this week, Per Schneider returning. Ikam bokam. Yeah, where were you last week? Uh, last week I was in La Jolla in uh, San Diego. Good times? Yeah, it was good. It was an industry event with uh, other old people like me. La Jolla, La Jolla sounds more foreign and festive than I bet it actually is. It was. It, it, yeah, there, there weren't. No, I yeah. was the only foreigner. It sounds like a vacation place that you show up and you're like, you're oh, always the only foreigner. Yeah. It was uh, Tory Pines, the, the the fancy golf course. Oh, yeah. that's not bad. Okay. I, I, was, uh, I was having lunch and uh, Mandy Patinkin was sitting behind me. I saw those pictures. Yeah, that was awesome. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say hi? Uh, no, because I hear he's a very private man and Okay. Also, really? I'm scared after watching, uh, you know, Homeland. Homeland. Yeah. And everything. He's doing yeah. a good job of being private by hiding on the television. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, that's true. Everyone can mm-hmm. see him. Also with us this week, Brian Altano. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> is it saying. really? Is it really like that's that? how you start the show? Yeah. Welcome to Nintendo. The week of lo- yeah. I no, mean, it goes like really fast, and then he gets to the date and gets confused. Uh-oh. Like, what to the week? Of, uh, What's uh, the week? Yep. Well, you know, I have done other really nice things for the show, but I'll take it. I think so. You've done a million nice things for the show, but one of the nicest things you've ever done for the show is the welcome. Is welcome. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Okay, we'll Mm -hmm. we'll start there. So uh, let's go in the news first before we talk about what games we're playing, and then we have a bunch of stuff to talk about. It seems like between last week and this week, like everything that could start happening is happening, and I guess it's because E3 is right around the corner. So we're going to spend some time on that as well. Let's start with the this morning's news that the Mario Kart bundle for Wii U is announced. Uh, it's coming out May 30th. Also, hashtag Marty was right. That was mm-hmm. a Marty prediction for 2014. Safe bet, some would say, but the, it happened. The Mario Kart bundle? Yeah, the Mario yeah. Kart bundle was a, was a hey guys, uh, Marty <laughs> hey, Marty. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the package as it is is uh, Mario Kart uh, 8 Wii U Deluxe Bundle for North America, 32 gigabyte Wii U hard drive, Gamepad, a copy of the game, probably digital because Nintendo doesn't package physical copies anymore. Oh, Although yeah. we're not 100% sure. There is a picture of Mario Kart 8's box on the box. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Family audience, they probably don't make you download it. Yeah. Uh, it, looks, it looks like a. It okay. looks, there's a pack shot of we'll the. See. Yeah, the pack shot is on the front of the box. That's why I'm curious if which it'll I be digital or not. Which I think comes in a red not. case, which is pretty, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it has a red mm, case, yeah. which is pretty baller. Uh, red Racing Wheel 2 and a red Mario Wii Remote Plus. Hmm. Uh, so that's dope. Package costs $329.99. Mm-hmm. Some people said, why not $300? What do you guys think? I said the same I, thing. I think $329.99 isn't bad. It's coming with a copy of the game and an extra controller. No, it's an insane deal. But, di- uh, it's a good deal. The difference between $329 and $299 is that $299 sounds like $200 and yep. $329 sounds like $300, yep. right? Mm-hmm. That's the, the trick, like, just in your head, you think it's so much cheaper. So, it's, I mean, it's actually an insane deal uh, once you actually weigh everything out. You know, you get, the, you get everything you just listed. But it's also <coughs> when you register this copy of Mario Kart mm-hmm. in the U.S. and in the U.K. I'm not sure about Japan. But you do get uh, access to a free digital download of one of their major yeah, first-party yeah. so games. I was going to lead into that, which That's is right. cool. And then um, using the this is a, is it is it a deluxe Wii? It is. Yeah. Okay, so you mm-hmm. then you also get the deluxe digital promotion, which mm-hmm. means that you get five back five bucks back for every fifty you spend, which basically means you get ten bucks in digital money back by if you. If you have the Mario Kart thing and the other thing, it might be just be five. For a guy who doesn't yeah. like to talk a lot about math, you just went there. Yeah, I, I, I dug myself this in the is, hole. This yeah. was impressive. Welcome, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> so when you list it all out, it looks, like a great, it looks like a great deal, but it doesn't look as good as walking into a store and seeing something that says two hundred ninety nine dollars will yeah. shut up my yeah. kids for a couple of months. It's a great deal. I mean, yeah, if you're really if you're listening deal. to the show and you've been holding out, I think this is the one. You yeah. just gotta go for it. Yeah, I, I am yeah. a little. Uh, I mean, I'm fine with the price. I am a little disappointed. There isn't. 
more fanfare on the system itself, like talking about a racing stripe or something. Even yeah. if you kept it black just to fit the sort of theme of Mario Kart, you're mm-hmm. not seeing really Nintendo play around with that. But then again, they don't really play around with custom systems. They play around with custom handhelds <laughs> all the time for so the most say, part. I, I they, think they have quite a few sitting around. I think that's sell. the issue, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. This is like if they were if they were flying through inventory. You can paint them over. I'm That's kidding. expensive to mail a system yeah. back to Nintendo, mm. paint a racing strip <laughs> on it, and send it back out there. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, three hundred twenty-nine dollars. Yeah, and uh, as you already mentioned, the digital promotion in North America, the four games you get to choose from if you register this on Club Nintendo by July thirty-first, twenty fourteen, is uh, Pikmin three, New Super Mario Brothers U, The Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker HD, uh, we and we party you or we party you. Excuse yeah. me, not yeah. and. Yeah. You get one of those, uh, and they'll send you a digital code and you download it. So that's pretty cool. Here's the hint: don't don't take we party you. Uh, there might be some people out there for well, that. Well, if they yeah. have all the other it, games, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if you yeah. have everything. Yeah. If, if you have all the other games. For new mm-hmm. system owners, though, that is a good deal. Oh, yeah, right totally. Because yeah, yeah. the bundle counts as part of this promotion. No, if you just buy a straight-up copy of Mario Kart 8, this applies, by the way. I'm not sure if we emphasize that. That's crazy. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't awesome. know what I'm going to get. I have, I have, I have everything oh, I need. Okay. Yeah, I have well, a Wii U already, yeah, but, we're but now press. I want another We're supposed to have everything we need. No, I mean, even if I lost Dead this job silence, yeah. two years ago, I would yeah. have bought every one of those games because yeah, I'm a, yep. I don't know how to right. spend money when it comes to Nintendo stuff. Another piece of news, and I, I really like this one actually, only because it signals that third-party releases are looks like that's part of the Game Boy Advance rollout on Virtual Console for Wii mm-hmm. U. Um, basically, Capcom confirmed to IGN that Mega Man Network 3 is coming to uh, North America and to the West. Do you like those games? <clears throat> So Battle Network series I like. I like mm-hmm. one and two. Three was the first one that lost me. That was the one that took the Pokemon Red and Blue approach. They had two different cartridges, uh, blue version and white version. Um, and by that point, I just kind of checked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I felt like the first two were a cool futuristic spin on Mega Man, just another way to take the idea of a robot, but now it's software, and now there's like a whole digital world. I don't know. I, I like the presentation of it. I like sort of coming up with a different angle for something that's familiar. Um, Anyway, that's a good sign, right? So Capcom uh, also said that's not all, or at least their quote hinted that. We are working on bringing this and other GBA titles to North uh, to the North American Virtual Console, Capcom spo- spokesperson told us. <laughs> we'll have more information about the lineup in the coming months. For Australia and Europe, we are still in discussions about releases of virtual consoles in those markets. Yeah. So those games may be coming to those territories, but at least in the West, we know that's happening. So finally, some third-party support. Wow. What? No, I mean, I'm sorry. It's like, I still think it's kind of, it's all the price drops in the world and the bundles and stuff like that. Like, you are still buying a console on the hope that it will continue to deliver great content to you. And I think you're going to get that in the form of Nintendo stuff, you know, for years. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's still, we a lot of that remains to be seen. Yeah, I, I mean, I know, f- you know, we've talked about this plenty of times on this podcast, how the Game Boy Advance games may not be the best fit for a virtual console on a home console, but that's also a catalog of games that has not seen digital re-releases for the most part. Like in the DS era, you didn't see those games again yep. in the DS era. You don't see them on 3DS for whatever reason Nintendo has chosen not to put them there. Yep. And I guess if you needed to put them somewhere, you put them on Wii U. Actually, um, I mean, I've been, I've been playing a lot of the GBA games on Wii U, pretty much. Awesome. Really? Yeah, and I'm I'm really enjoying. M2 did a really good job. Yeah, the yeah. emulation's great. I hope they can keep that standard up yeah. for even the Capcom stuff that comes, because yep. I don't want um, like the next wave to sort of be uh, more shoddy when it comes to sure. the way they're emulating it. I mean, I was playing Metroid Fusion on a 
giant television, and it looks gorgeous. I was not expecting that, you know? I'm yeah. really happy with the way they... M2 has a really look. great reputation for taking emulation seriously and trying their best to make those games look as good as they can. I mean, this is a company that uh, somehow convinced Nintendo, hey, let's put the digital manual, like the actual original manuals in there. Like, I'm assuming they told Nintendo that. Maybe that wasn't Nintendo themselves, because they'd never done that yeah. with prior virtual console games. Which I really liked uh, for WarioWare. <coughs> WarioWare, WarioWare always has, like, amazing manuals, mm-hmm. and even in this Stickers one... Stickers and yeah, some of them. So, like, for yeah. this, you actually see the scans of the stickers. Oh, like, yeah. oh that's great. Take those out. Oh, and stuff man. Like that. No, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. All right. I started scratching at my television. Yeah. Cool. So, th- those are our only two news items this week. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a bunch of releases this week as well, right? Child of Light. Child is of this Light week. is out. Yeah. Um, Mario Golf, which we're going to talk about in a second, which we've been playing in the Office World Tour. Yep. Um, <clears throat> that also has uh, day one season pass and DLC if you're interested in that. And Kirby Triple Deluxe is also. By the way, did we not find – did we never – it never struck any of us as weird that Mario Golf World Tour and Kirby are same day? Is that I mean, it's the company that put out Super Mario 3D World and, and The Link Between Worlds But those Worlds are two different platforms. Day, right? I just – I don't know. This is doubling up on one platform. I, I almost find that You know, I haven't strange. seen their marketing. Like sometimes companies don't want to – you know, want to save on marketing dollars by rolling out two titles at the same time sure. so that they can do kind of a marketing campaign at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you do a commercial that's 30 seconds long and you talked about two games, you're saving a ton of money instead yeah. of doing it at two different time periods. Sure. But I also think, I mean, Mario Golf is definitely a much more complex game, definitely skews older, even though it looks cute, right? Mm-hmm. Kirby is really a kid's game. I mean, yeah. we're talking about, you know, six-year-olds. Um, yeah. Don't mean that in a disparaging way. I've, I've I've got kids. Sure. But um, it is a very <clears throat> very simple game by comparison. Okay. So mm-hmm. let, why don't we talk about these games? Uh, in The Office, let's start with Mario Golf World Tour. Mm-hmm. In The Office, uh, Greg Miller's a big fan and started an invitational. The Portillo Invitational was this weekend. <laughs> and uh, Portillo was, is his dog. Yeah, yeah. And I was very disappointed that I lost on a tie. So it turns out um, – wow. so he had 10 under par on a – Nine core, uh, nine whole course. Uh, we went through like Wigglers something. I forgot the name because I put the game down and just <laughs> walked away after I lost to a tie. But I'm gonna pick it back up. Um, overall, it's really good. It's a really, really, really good. And I'm not the typical. I don't play golf games. I have to be honest. I also yeah. don't play Mario Golf that often. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm. I spent a lot of this weekend playing Mario Golf to try and beat that score. <laughs> And also realize something Greg told me the other day, which is that golf games aren't about playing other people. You're playing against yourself, mm-hmm. right? And it's about, like, nailing the putt and working the green and getting the right drives and just you figuring those things out, taking wind into account. I thought that was cool. Yeah, You definitely get better as you play, right? Like, the way you're judging the environment. And, I mean, the thing I like about Mario Golf is it's good not, not because it goes completely zany and crazy, right? Sure, they're, like, you know, courses with crazy blocks <clears> that bounce your ball differently and all that kind of stuff. But it is just, at the very core, it's a really well-made golf game, mm-hmm. right? You can make it more complicated if you want, right? You can switch on manual and all these kinds of things, and it gets harder and harder. You can play against top players. But at its very co- core, it's just very playable without being zany, I yeah. think. You that's, know? that's why... Um it, it, like Greg is consistently just a big bag of surprises to me. Like yeah. I, I never know what he's going to latch on to when it comes to the world of gaming. And he'll, like... 
he's he's put something like 30 or 40 hours into Mario Golf. <laughs> and it's crazy because he's like, you look at him and he's like, oh, you're a, that's a PlayStation guy. He loves DC Universe. He plays Spider-Man every new Spider-Man games. When they know him from when he was mostly working the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's IGN. like, you know, you get the right Nintendo game in his hands and he's uh, crazy for yeah. it. And he's been talking about doing that with Mario Kart. Too, Let me tell you so. something. This and Kart, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he is just, this month is Greg is gonna go you're going nuts yeah, on yeah, Nintendo yeah. system. I mean, it's a different type of game. It's <clears> not you. You can be old and be amazing at Mario Golf. Not saying yeah. he's old, um, but like it's different, right? It's not yeah. about reflexes. It's about really making the right judgment calls, mm-hmm. which yeah. you know, kind of, uh, I think is a really interesting game to play after you play something like Mario Kart or Titanfall or what have you. Sure. You know, just to go down, and it's all about perception and being smart about how you how you play the game. Yeah, um, I, but it's really good. If I mean, if you're on the fence and you don't typically play golf games, it's a good one to start with. Yeah, yeah totally. I completely agree. Yep. Yeah, I made so many discoveries on that drive to try and beat that ten under par score. Like, uh, you know, on the third hole, we knew that you can eagle that hole if you know what you're doing. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a fairly easy thing to do on that hole if you know exactly what you're doing. I was able to albatross it. And I was, I didn't even know what albatross meant, by the way. Albatross, is that hole in one? No, that's that's uh, three under par. Oh, three under par. Yeah, three under par. Because one under par is birdie, two under par is eagle, three under par is albatross. Okay. Um, You're thinking of uh, seagull. There you go. That's not it. <laughs> no, it's not. You're just welcome. Welcome. Oh, Who's naming God. birds? That's what we're doing Jesus. today. Okay, there's uh, gonna be a yeah. That's right. The par the depends on the course, of course. Yeah, so, yeah. So I was making mm-hmm. uh, some. That's what the par depends on the course, of course. Par nice job. The course. Yeah. Yeah. Nice job. A horse. Over. All right. So we're done with that. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about Kirby Triple Deluxe then, um, which I reviewed on IGN. I gave it a six, which is considered okay. Did you get a hate, um, a hate over that? I was out when you posted. Uh, there was that. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't want to say there was a lot. It was it was pretty even where folks felt like it was unfair to bash a Kirby to lower the score on a Kirby game because it's easy and I feel like <clears throat> and some people were asking for context mm-hmm. for this, so I'm going to give it to them on this podcast if you're listening you know gameplay is the thing that I look for the most in a lot of games like presentation is great and when presentation is nailed it's fantastic when I look at Yoshi's New Island I thought the presentation was subpar slash ter- almost terrible in some cases mm-hmm. but I really liked its gameplay I thought okay it is repackaging everything I loved about Yoshi's Island from 19 years ago, but there also hasn't been a game that good in Yoshi's Island since those 19 right, years. Right, right, right. And I had a really good time with it. Kirby has really good presentation, but its gameplay was putting me to sleep. Like, it, it just felt so easy. It's it's tricky, right? When you're judging games that are obviously made for kids, like, I remember, like, there was this Piglet game, right, that was actually presentation-wise awesome. Like, everything about it was great, but was it a challenge? No, of course not. Mm-hmm. And you played it, and you got the sense, oh, they're creating a game that teaches kids problem-solving and to mm-hmm. overcome their fears. And, like, as an adult reviewer, you totally, you know, you, you love the game for it, and you're having fun despite it not challenging you. I feel like Kirby is, Kirby's issue is more that it's a bit vanilla. You know, like every single challenge you've seen before. And so it never gets you uh, in in a way where you go like, oh, that's clever. Even though, you know, hitting that enemy three times is is super easy and I beat the bosses really easily. There just isn't anything to excite you with cleverness. Yeah, especially because they spend so much like energy on the, the, the copy abilities, which there are so many. And you can combo and just beat the living crap out of like Waddle Dees left and right. Yep. But there's no satisfaction to that when everything's just rolling over for you. Yeah. So I'd say, I mean, I can see, I can I can still see people recommending it as a kid's game. I gave it to my, my nine-year-old. He's playing it. He likes it. Mm-hmm. But I've got to say, he moves on from it too. Like after a while, right. I, I think he feels like he's just 
going from left to right and yeah. there's nothing to challenge him. Yeah. I would I would think Nintendo needs to approach some of these games with an adjustable difficulty setting. And they've done this with, you know, with with Zelda most recently. Um it's not hard to do that with Kirby. You can do, hey, you know, are you a kid or are you an adult? And then, you know, mm-hmm. it's a one-hit kill if you're an adult. Just yeah. to make it a little bit more of a challenge and I more like that idea a lot. I think that uh, they they kind of hide that behind the, like, ending wall sometimes. Like, yeah. To get hard mode in Zelda, you have to beat it. Yeah. And they do in this game. Maker, you have to beat it. Yeah. And they do it in this game. Um, I'm more disappointed because I feel like Kirby's the last... It's usually kind of become synonymous with like they take one of their more adventurous, more crazy, mm-hmm. creative ideas and they throw it at Kirby and yeah. see how it works. Like I think of things like Canvas Curse, you know, which yeah. is really cool, and um, even Epic Yarn, which yep. like was very easy too, very easy, easy game. Yeah. But I mean, it had it had enough to kind of keep me going because it was like, what am I going to see next? You yeah, know, but like, that was really entertaining, and it still being easy. I felt like in in being easy, where I felt like this was easy, but it never really entertained me. Right. Yeah. Right. Like even th- even if you made this game difficult, you know, which I'd love to see. Uh, you're still just going from left to right. And I know yeah. that's a very reductive way to describe even the Mario and Rayman games. It's some of my favorite games of all time. Right. But, I mean, there's a way to make that hook keep going and make me want to keep going back and playing more. And I don't really feel like it's there with the new Kirby well, game. Yeah, and I feel like with Nintendo's, when the Nintendo's designers or even Hal, uh, I'll, I'll call out here, is a good, great game design for a game like that still manages to have like that Pixar effect, right? Yep. Where the mm-hmm. entertainment skews wide. Yeah. Where... A young audience is going to pick that up and play. And by the way, I want to get this game for my my eight year old niece because I think she'll adore it. She loves yep. Kirby games. But then <clears throat> the Pixar effect, and that then the older adult will say, "Oh, this was still a lot of fun, and I enjoyed it um, for whatever reasons." Yeah. Um, and that's something that was missing. And you know, it's unfortunate, but that was the reality. Unfortunately, the way I saw it. Obviously, other reviewers are going to look at it differently, and they did. But you know, if you're a fan of Kirby games, and and this doesn't seem like a huge negative to you, go out, pick it up. Yeah, like, for sure. That you know, a six is okay on IGN, first of all, and second of all, it is not uh, advice to not buy it. I think the, cha- the the issue I have with the game is that it really feels like a game that's a diamond and doesn't nowadays, where I, you can find amazing games, games like that on the iPad and the mm-hmm. iPhone for very, very, you know, very cheap for yeah. like a couple of, of bucks, right? Yeah. With similar presentation. The presentation of the game is really charming. The character's awesome, right? Like some of the powers are just really fun where, you know, you're sucking in blocks and stuff slides around. It's really cool. It's just that it's it's such a one-trick pony that you you never feel great about discovering something. You're yeah. never like, oh my God, that that's awesome. Or you never feel challenged enough to say I overcame a hurdle, and I think that's something they need to look at. And I do think that game is is too easy for kids too. Yeah, it yeah. is quite I, I, like remember when you, we were we were kids, what we played. Oh God, yeah. we yeah. played games that were seriously hard, yeah. and we remember them fondly because they challenged us. Yeah, and it's a fine line. You can create a game where it just turns off a mainstream audience, and they're never going to try it again. But there is that fine line where you can create something that challenges you, makes you smarter. And, you know, you walk away and you just feel so much better about the game experience. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right? All right. Yeah, I, f- I feel like they put a lot of their best ideas into some of the um, the extras and some of the packaging around sure. the main yeah, game. Yeah. The, the, the danglers. The, yeah, um, all yeah, that yeah, stuff's really cool to me. Key chains. And it's like, chains. Yeah. it's yeah. actually, it's very clever to mask collectibles and unlockables as, like, things that are actually something that you'd collect in real life like crazy little trinkets and stuff like that mm-hmm. I thought that was so really cool I wanted all of those by yeah, the way I wanted yeah. Yeah. same yeah like yeah. I wanted to see if I could unlock them and then like have some sort of system with Club Nintendo where they'd mail me the actual real versions of real life and there was some cool mini games too like the the 
Kirk, there's like a basically a light Smash Brothers. Yeah, there, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. that uh, Kirby Fighters works yeah. that way, and that that I think uh, stuff like that was really cool. And I almost feel also like Kirby games are at their best when they play with the experimental stuff. We, yeah. uh, we talked to developers in these interviews. We uh, quotes from the interview will be going up soon, but they kind of described Kirby as an elastic character where they can hmm. throw different ideas into it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and uh, <laughs> for those at home, what did Pear just do? No, it's can't just, see? Uh, it's an obvious. It was like, yeah. ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Yes. Um, elastic. They, they described it as elastic and uh, a way t- um, for them to try out different ideas, and it just sort of fits. Whereas you don't see you know, them turning Mario into a ball and trying something like Canvas Not Curse. again. They turned him into a pinball once, and it was terrible. They did, that was creepy, although yeah. I really liked the Samus concept, yeah. right? Like the Morph Ball as a oh, pinball Metroid is Prime smart. Pinball was yeah. awesome, but yeah. Mario... Pinball land or whatever was not fun. That was yeah. It was just weird. I felt bad for Mario. I felt bad for him too. Just getting beat around. Plus, mamma mia, mamma mia. (laughs) That's Luigi. (laughs) I'm just throwing it out there. It's all good. Uh, All right, so let's take a quick break, and when we come back, let's uh, talk about Mario Kart 8 and some new info we learned. Cannot continue after this episode. Okay. Get it all we will never say right. We will never say welcome again. <laughs> there cannot be this Jeez, much. Uh, I hear the siren pick, of the fun police. You can't pick on the host. Down. That's how you get assigned to the, another show. The siren of the fun police. <laughs> wee you, wee you, wee you. Uh, Fine. Yeah, you came kick, up. With go, that. go kick me out to another podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. I might. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> Mario Kart Eight. Uh, so this week we had an appointment with Nintendo, and we got to go hands on. Uh, with some more Mario Kart 8 courses. Uh, just really quickly to list them, we're not going to talk too much about, or I won't talk too much about impressions because we've already talked about detailed impressions with Mario Kart 8. So I played uh, in the Star Cup, Sunshine Airport, uh, Dolphin Shoals, Electrodrome, and Mount Wario. And then the Leaf Cup, which is all remade stages. Wario Stadium, Sherbert Land, which is now a point A to point B race, by the way, even though it's remade, and it is absolutely insane. <clears throat> no. Excuse me. Music Park and Yoshi Valley. Um, a lot of N64 courses in this game. How many courses? Like 30? Um, at this point... It's a lot, huh? Yeah, there, and there's still two cups left to talk about, um, which they've shown tracks for in the trailers, but they haven't let us play yet. That's a good... I mean, that's a good package right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots oh, yeah. of lots of tracks. Um, yeah. So they focused most of it on Mario Kart's um, online capabilities, which is something we've been asking a lot of questions, like just going, what's going to happen there? Like, how's this going to work? So tournament mode is awesome. We can create a tournament, and then set up uh, start date, end date, start time. So every Sunday pair, if we want to race at 9 and trounce Brian, we can do that, um, 9 p.m. Okay. Pacific. 9 a.m., you're going to be trouncing me because I'm going to be asleep. Yeah, yeah. you're going to be sleeping. Yeah. Um, and uh, th- you can pick from different item sets. So th- items have not become like Smash Brothers items where you're sort of checking on and off which ones you want and yeah. toggling it. There are item sets. So there are mushrooms only, bananas only, uh, shells only, bombs only. Uh, no items mm-hmm. is now a set, 
and frantic mode, which is the rare items with high frequency. So you'll get like lightning a lot, um, possibly blue shells a lot, which would be crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can set sort of all these parameters and and set up a tournament, multiple rounds. If if uh, if you make it private or public, in the lobbies there's now a voice chat only in lobbies with friends. Okay. Not during the race. Jose, what happened? How come all this stuff that we always complain about isn't in Mario Kart is suddenly in Mario Kart? Because <laughs> Nintendo is not fooling around. Yeah, when it comes they're not messing Mario around. No, I mean, yeah. the, I mean, think about all the stuff you just mentioned. You're not even done. I mean, there's more there's stuff in this game, right? Like the yeah. YouTube export, all this yeah. stuff where we always say, oh, man, Mario Kart would be so much better if you could just play with all turtle shells, right? Like, yep. it's all in the game. The tournament thing, completely unexpected. Like, yeah, I did yeah. not think. I knew they would do some sort of tournament set yeah, up. Had just clubs for last time. yeah, but yeah. now they they're actually giving you the power to schedule stuff. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it just sounds so good. I completely agree. Um, and it looks good, and it, it plays yeah, it's well. Gorgeous. And, and it, it's like I don't yeah. know what what's the catch I'll now. Put videos on Could the catch verse? be battle mode? Maybe the catch, the catch is actually it. might be battle mode. Maybe I'm so glad you brought that up. Whoa, 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 whoa. I haven't even th- I haven't even heard anything about battle mode. Okay, yeah, the so, less you hear, the better. Ooh, really? Okay. Mm. Well, l- why don't you finish your thought, and then I'll tell you what happened to battle mode. Welcome is back. But what do you want my thought to be? I don't know. What were you going to say? You were going to well, say something. Right, I'll, I'll say it this there. way. I love Battle Mode. <laughs> I have oh, since, I have <laughs> since a Nintendo 64. So I don't love Battle Mode, but I've I've also said that plenty of times. I think he it's hates forgettable. Kittens too. Hates kittens. Twisted Metal did it better, guys. Deal with it. Um, what? So, oh, oh, my God. I said it. What? So oh. Twisted Metal did it better than... <laughs> yeah. No. You can leave. Right. Are you leaving? <laughs> Welcome. I don't think Twisted Metal had block <laughs> for <laughs> Huh? Block Fort N64. Yeah. Look, you know how important I, that place I, is to my. I, I always feel. Look, I'm gonna. I'll argue this to, <laughs> you, to as long as you want. But I. I feel like Battle Mode has been okay. Battle Mode was never great. I feel like the races were always where Mario Kart's, the per, the prime attraction. That's where it was. I heard a weird noise. The yeah. purr. <laughs> the purr. Uh, <laughs> the purr of the cars. <laughs> I, I, anyway, so no. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. It's. It is the problem is that you're completely wrong. But I, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, completely yeah. Wrong. We, We're just on different no. sides of the fence with this. One. I love. I, I love like the both racing. Sides of the fence. I love the racing. I love the racing. I love uh, the the um, you know, the Grand Prix mode with two players. Yep. The co-op. I love that we play through entire cups together, and then we just play battle mode for hours. Yep. Hours. Yep. You guys, you yep. guys need like more my friend, games. my friend in Japan, who's not listening to this because he fell out of love with video games. Poor guy. Okay. Um, he sorry. He always fell asleep in the middle of Mario Kart battle mode because it was that at boring. like two a.m. Like two a.m. He'd be like his head would like hit the TV. You know, Japanese house is very small. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. First of all, I'm just I'm just messing around. <laughs> so I think good. Animal's so okay, good. but I also have never been a huge fan. But then again, I didn't play it with a lot of people. Yeah, you were, clearly you, you need friends. Yeah. That's part of the problem. So oh, uh, battle mode Twisted is no longer. Is I I will I'll say that I'll defend that. Uh, so battle mode is now they're no longer arenas. <laughs> Can I leave? Battle mode uh, are modified courses what? from the game. Yeah, that's what happened to battle mode. What are you talking about? So it has the same rules. You have balloons. You're trying to use items to but it's break a race? people's balloons. It's not a race. Um, you are basically just. Navigating a smaller track that isn't an that arena. That sounds like an arena. It's not an arena. What do you mean it's not? Because it, so, it so loops it's a like loop? a track. We played on Moo Moo Farms. That was the only stage we played battle mode on. 
And it was a lot of, okay, race forward, you turn, turn around, try and get the but, item and shoot the guy. But it's the entire track or is it a piece of the it's track? It's a piece of the track. It's a piece it, it's of a the track. It's a modified course okay, so dedicated it could, to battle mode. It, it could, could still, still work, be okay. right? Like there may be an area of a, of a level that is kind of a confined area. Maybe it's an area that the track doesn't go on usually and like you're in that area. I'm hoping. Because mm-hmm. like the whole point of kind of a symmetrical arena was just to kind of steer you into each other. Whereas like a piece of a track sounds not as good. Why? Well, wh- and <laughs> why don't they just wh- no, I'm sorry. Why don't they just get this right? Because right, you give me you give me the donut, you give me block fort, you give me the city and you give me the trapeze level with the vo- with the lava. I That's th- it. I think Hang they worked. On. I'm going to go get you some tissues. Yeah. But <laughs> it's like, ridiculous. Before we get too upset though, they spent the time that they may have otherwise spent on bringing Block Fortress back, on uh-huh. creating a tournament mode, doing the item stuff, introducing new something items, building new potentially... tracks, putting way more racers into it. So, like, you always have to cut something. You could kill I... off half the Koopa Kids okay. and get Block <laughs> Fort. And then the last <laughs> thing is, like... I would say kill off half the babies instead. Keep so the Koopa Kids. But, and, the, and the last thing is, is a point I brought up, you know, a few weeks ago, is, like, could there be DLC that adds arenas over time? Sure. Right? Like, so I want to I make sure that you don't get so upset. You Nintendo, N64 DLC. Give me those four battle mode maps, those arenas, not modified loops or whatever the hell you're talking about. Hasn't battle mode suffered in each Mario Kart since 64? That's the... Most of all, a couple, like, couple of reasons. Yeah. I mean, look, frame rate in the N64 with four players was not amazing, but it was still a, a good game, right? And then afterwards, like the, the omissions of playing online, you, you couldn't talk to each other became really, really painful. And yep. honestly, not having, vo- not having voice chat in a, in a battle mode would be an issue, That's even it. if it's you have it in the whole, lobbies. The okay, you about... want to gloat. You want to go like, yeah, oh, my yeah. God, I got you. Well, I'm right behind the... you. You're not doing that. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, well, you're not doing that in this one. Uh, but... Just, I don't know, the, the arenas could work. I mean, the, the modified tracks, excuse me, could work. I didn't have a great time with it, but I'm also just not the biggest Battle Mode fan. And one day you guys maybe will help right. me see the light. we got to get the experts to test this, I think. Uh, yeah, we will. People with friends. Can we can we set up an N64 in the office and play Block 4? Yeah. Oh, Let's do it. So we could, we could, like whoop I brought ass my Wii U in. We'll just play it off a of virtual console. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have my old Wii games on there. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let's educate me and see where that goes. Seriously. Get, get rid of the half the Koopa kids and give me... <laughs> Okay. Flatten the Koopa Kids out. Baby Gold Yoshi or whatever they're working on. Just give me the block for it. They had a Nintendo Direct where they also rolled out a bunch of this stuff. New footage. They showed um, a... uh uh, they showed a portion of remember for th- Mario 3D World they showed sort of a version of people playing the music uh, the, the actual the like, musicians yeah, yeah the orchestra mm-hmm. they did that again but they had it in a direct this time and it was really fun awesome very jazzy very funky but really good really really good music uh, I tried to get Pear to listen to it but um, he doesn't I clicked on it yeah that's yeah, all you did it was, you clicked it was on good it? yeah okay that's the most that you can expect from most people that's, nowadays yeah. yeah just send them a link and hope they click on it yep. alright so um, I think that's everything from oh wait we're missing the the most important thing of all. What? Um, so they talked about the two items that we spotted in the roulette yep, rotation yep, yep. last time. So one of them was the Crazy 8, which I was disappointed by because I said on this podcast, please don't be Lucky 7 again with an extra item. It's and like a bunch what? of like Japanese ninjas coming in swinging morning stars. <laughs> like, we are the Crazy 8! That yeah. would be yeah. amazing. Well, that was the Crazy 8. Oh, go, 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 that. That. go, go, we'll jump that in. That would be really It's good. really violent. Really violent. Um, no, it's move. the spiritual successor to Lucky 7, which is instead of seven items, the eighth item is the coin. Silence. You could hear yeah. a pin drop. 
Okay, <laughs> but the other <laughs> the other item is the I think one. A pin drop would have been a more exciting one. item. But you know what? When you get the crazy seven, I eight, whatever it is, right? Like it always, you What's always feel like reward? you hit the you hit the jackpot. Yeah, yeah it's it's cool when it happens. It doesn't sound exciting, well, but in the race, it's great. Right? You hit the jackpot till someone yeah. hit the bomb, yeah, <laughs> and then you didn't true. hit the jackpot. You're yeah. like, oh. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, the other item. This is the one super horn. So the super horn is a that little speaker that we saw, uh, the red helmet-looking speaker. Right, right, right. It emits a sonic blast that will uh, affect carts around you, so it'll knock them out almost like they got hit by a okay. shell, so they spin in place. And mommy, Thank yeah. you for breaking down the science behind this. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, why were you laughing about Superhorn, by the way? More importantly, it will ward <laughs> off green, red, and blue and shells. Blue. Whoa, whoa, what? Blue shells. And blue. Blue shell is no longer a problem. So, so if you're in first place at the finish line... And there's a blue shot coming from your head. And you have a super horn. You pull out the super horn and you can cross the finish line. You still need the skill to hit it at the right yeah. time. But you also yeah. need to pick it up and hang on to that thing, right? Because yeah. uh, you got to hope someone didn't use like the lightning uh, mm-hmm. item, for example, because you lose everything you have on that one. To me, I mean, it's a great move to balance the game. Like, as funny as it is to take somebody out with a blue shell, it is really frustrating to when you feel like you're having a skill-based game. And granted, well, this game lets you customize now in all sorts of ways, so right. that's great. Yeah. But, like, the blue shell is really, really cheesy because you don't have a countermeasure. Yeah. But yeah. my counter to that, though, I honestly never... The blue shell didn't bother me as much as the problem of being in first place and getting crap items. That has always, I felt, been well, what the do you bigger think? You, that's problem. what you deserve up there. I don't know about that. I feel like it could be a little. It could be a little wider in terms of what they give you. What do you get in first place? You get, you get uh, green shells still. You get green shells. If you're once good, in a while. you pew, yeah, you know, behind you. Will, you. But um, I've just always felt like first place meant crap items and you're in trouble. Yeah. And I don't know also if first place affects whether you get a super horn or not. Jose, you know what I do when I'm in first place? You lose. I slow down a little bit. <laughs> pump on the on the on the brake a little bit. Just when the blue shell's on bit. the way, I wait for the second player to come up right behind me. I wait for that blue shell to hit and kill him too everyone does that but sometimes that backfires <laughs> oh no i don't know but if i'm gonna go down i'm gonna take everybody with me that's yeah. the whole point all right well, I, i'm I so i am so happy they they added this item i mean yeah. it sounds like a cool item in its own right i'm mm-hmm. hopefully it's not too powerful mm-hmm. that you're like blasting an entire pack of racers it can be really annoying no yeah, I don't, no I don't it's, why, it's just I don't a, it's a small radius around yeah. your cart it's not too big i don't but, know why you want better items in first place like you're in first place you don't I want decent that. items in first place you, i don't i wouldn't say better i'd say decent but you get you get banana peels and those can be those are really potent because you can hang on to them wait till somebody gets close and then it's like, it's like I, when, I get that part. It's like but. when celebrities get free iPads everywhere they go. It's like you <laughs> that know, that is not that. the same thing. <laughs> right, well, <laughs> it is. I guess I'm I'm the minority. You want red of, shells in first place. I guess get I'm back the, <laughs> in the back of the line. <laughs> I guess I'm the minority opinion here, but I feel that yeah, that that has, I feel has been a bigger problem. And on the Wii version specifically, what screwed up balance in my opinion was that the last four racers just got every overpowered thing, and it was blue shells all day, and it was yeah. just a nightmare. And that's why I've said before on this podcast, I think. I love Mario Kart Wii, but it felt like an unbalanced disaster. This feels a little more in line because we, we played those eight courses. I got the Super Horn once in that time, but I also never saw a blue shell once either. So and guess oh, actually what? I saw two. No, let me let me fix that. I saw two actually um, used in a race. Okay. So maybe this time around the balancing is actually the, what we hope for. There's also another huge difference between the Wii U and the Wii. You can patch games. Yeah. On Wii U, yeah. you can patch a game. And so if the balance is upset or you know, in a game something like snaking emerges or yeah. people post unfair scores, Nintendo can go in and fix it. And it's, I think that's great. I think that's a yeah. very important thing. Like 
testing online games is tough and you're not going to get everything right off the bat and some sometimes the balance is off and you've got to redo it yep. happens to board games too by the way like mm -hmm. board game comes out like a year later they're like oh we changed patch, some how stuff how do you the board game they release a new, new version yeah absolutely <laughs> they yeah. send it to your house in the they mail. mail you some glue there's, and stuff no there's multiple you gotta watch there's multiple <laughs> editions of every board yeah, game that's true and yeah. you know there's always that one card that's too powerful that needs to be I replaced never, I never thought yeah. about that that's crazy yeah, yeah. So uh, check out the trailer. We have it on IGN. We have an article talking about five reasons why what you just heard matters uh, as far as Mario Kart 8's online. Uh, the trailer itself is really cool, too, because it shows off the new Rainbow Road, which has a saddle, like a big space station in it. It's crazy. It looks so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, like on top Road. of some other stages that look amazing. I can't wait to play this some Me more. Me too. Me too. Yeah. We're cool. playing it very soon. Like Good graphics, good sound, tournament Hopefully. options, new items, new characters, uh, new courses, yeah. no battle mode. Yep. Oh, and, and the no. world is going to see every video <laughs> yeah. where Brian is in last place because I'm going to make sure it, it happens. Well, the world's seen enough where you get your mm -hmm. ass whooped by me. Well, this right? time I won't be. This time I mean, I those are on IGN.com, right? If you go so, to the Mario so, Kart. But this eight, time I won't be holding a gamepad, holding that up to a camera while I'm trying to race and talk because I did most of the talking in that video. Sure. Maybe All this time you can be holding a book of excuses because it sounds like what you're oh, reading from right now. Oh, my God. Punk ass. It's going to be on. <laughs> oh. I'm going to shake your by, hand. By the no, no, not yet. No, not yeah. You, better, you better shake this No, hand. I'm not shaking anything. <laughs> By the way, we did, a, we did a, uh, a video talking about Smash Brothers the other day, mm. and you huh? called out a bunch of uh, famous Smash Brothers players, right? Yeah, and they're all... And I just sort of casually said, oh, you know, don't worry. If those guys ever come by, I'll whoop those guys' asses. And a whole bunch of them hit me up on Twitter. No! And they're like, if I'm ever in town, I'm going to whoop your ass and then buy you a beer afterwards. And I want to be like, hey, guys, uh, just a heads up. I'm not that good. <laughs> oh, but if I'm you not are, that good at all. if yes. you play with all the crazy items and all that stuff that you tournament guys don't play with, then maybe have a, I have a shot in hell. Maybe mm -hmm. still yeah. smash ball. Maybe. Hey guys, he's yeah. not going to weasel out of this one. So if you feel like you can beat Brian Altano, Brian yeah. doesn't feel many can do that. Let us know. <laughs> Just contact us and we'll we'll set up a little game for you. Flow. Like the right. the machine will be waiting there for him, yeah. all turned on with you. Yeah. You can go welcome when he walks in, and we Just, we, uh, kick, uh, we kick allow him right me off. to set my handicap in any direction I. I prefer, and you uh, can start with no health, and then we're good. We're good to go. All right. But Jose, so, I'm going to whoop your ass tomorrow. No, you're it's not. not even a, it's not it, even It's going to be documented well on the internet. And okay. speaking of which, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, let's talk more about Smash Brothers and about Nintendo at E3. And no more welcomes. Stop. I didn't say it. <laughs> it's over. I didn't say it. Good. So, uh, guys, earlier this week, mm -hmm. Nintendo announced their E3 plans for 2014. So, for context for folks, uh, Mega64, which is um, a really cool sort of internet web video company, I guess yeah. I want to call them. Because they make great stuff. They've they're, done they're stuff they're for like Konami. A, they're a video game comedy group. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're fantastic. GDC. They've done amazing stuff. They've also done stuff with Nintendo before. But they basically made a video for Nintendo that announced Nintendo's E3 2014 plans. 
uh, turning Reggie into the Fiza mech, which I think is absolutely brilliant because Reggie's looked like the Terminator for years. Mm -hmm. So about time it's been acknowledged. And really good on those guys for making it fun and entertaining, both Nintendo and Mega 64. Yeah, I thought it was great to just show that the people working at Nintendo have a lot of fun in their office. Like that was just a cool kind of like, I don't know, I think it's it's helping to sort of shed that like, they're out of touch and they're crazy and they don't listen to anybody. And uh, I don't know how walking around shooting lasers shows that they're in touch or not crazy. Or It was a little it? weirder than normal, actually. I, but I love that I thought it was it. great. Yeah, I, I, I thought did. they were poking fun of them at themselves and, and just it, it, it was great. The only other thing uh, I was worried about is that that guy who was trying to give uh, – give everybody water is yeah. creeping me out. I yeah. hope he uh, doesn't Derek ever Peterson. visit. How dare he's okay. been here. He's been in okay, I, offices. Okay, watch out for that guy, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's, it's just a funny character to have a guy that walks around the office being like, everyone has to drink their water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It was really good. It was a mm-hmm. really good video. Uh-huh. Um, the Mega 64 guys are fantastic and I thought right. it was like a really nice surprise. So yep. the, the, the big three things that came out of this video. First, uh, there is a Super Smash Brothers Invitational happening at the Nokia Theater in LA during E3. 16 highly skilled Super Smash Brothers players will be invited. Uh, they're going to have thousands of fans in attendance in the audience to watch. Oh, God, that's um, awesome. This is going to be, be really like the cool. Wizard. Well, yeah. the Smash Brothers community, especially that you know section of the fighting game community, has been there through thick and thin, through Melee. Um, last year at EVO was a big deal, right? Uh, the return of Melee to, to EVO, and r- there was a really great tournament that came out of that um, and really good stuff. You should check out last year's results. It was amazing. But more importantly, I do hope that Nintendo is willing to then extend you know, uh, a hand to some of these guys and have them on. Like, I can't yeah. wait to find out who are the 16 players in this tournament. You know, Are you going to see, and we mentioned this in that video, but guys like Ken who are making a comeback, they're former Melee champions during the yeah. MLG days, and he's making a comeback in that scene. Guys like Korean DJ who are also doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. There's a really great a couple of other fighters, Mewtwo King, Armada, Hugs86, S-Fat. Like, those guys are so dedicated to like playing this game and making it look good. And then you have commentators. Winton Smith, uh, who goes on by the alias Producto, he's uh, Producto. He's one of my favorite commenta- commentators in that space because he contextualizes everything in ways that you don't have to be a Smash Brothers expert to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean know. the the it's nice so thing. So much fun to watch. Smash is, you know, spectating and and you know esports can be really daunting when the games are complicated. You don't know what it's yeah. about. Smash Brothers is a game you watch it for one minute, you know exactly what goes on, right? Like you really understand it. But it's also so like fast paced and fun. It's Especially it's really a joy to watch. The only challenge it has is that you know when you talk to fighting game experts, it's always like, well, it's not a fighting game. It's kind of like more of a, a of a Twitch action game, and it kind of g- gets this, you know, almost like disparaging view sometimes from 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 some folks in the pro player community. I think yeah. this is smart to show how good you can get at this game yep. and how technical and fast and you know demanding this game is. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, I think it's a great move, and this is a good year for it too. Uh, this is right on the heels of last year. There was a great documentary series from East Point Pictures about the Smash Brothers uh, community and yeah. you know the scene. And eight, I think it was eight players were profiled in it, and it was fantastic. It was really well done. Nintendo did not have anything to do with it, but it mm-hmm. didn't matter. It was all about that community. So I really hope that this this continues. This momentum continues to grow, and this was the right idea to put out there, right? Yeah, Smash totally. Invitational. Totally cool. There's also uh, another cooperation with Best Buy where people are going to be able to play Smash Brothers at Best Buy stores. That's going to get crazy, dude. I, I heard last year it was it was kind of a hassle, um, but it's a great idea on paper because where are they going to pre-order the game? Best Buy, yeah. right? You're getting them in the store, so 
it, it seems like a really smart move for the most part. Now, do we know which version people will be playing? No, we don't know. No, I don't think it's it's, it's been called out yet. Oh, wait. Get, no, it is. Uh, the opportunity to get their hands on Smash Brothers for Wii U. Mm-hmm. Wow. The Wii U version will be at Best Buys. Interesting. Uh, select Best Buys around the world. It's going to so be interesting because they don't the have US. they don't have experience with that game yet, so it's going to be... Yeah, yeah. That's, what I, that's what I was thinking. Well, that's why I said The Wizard, because it's just like well. a bunch of experts playing games that aren't out yet. Well, and I wonder at the Invitational, how many people are going to be paying attention to possible exploits and strats and whatnot from Nintendo? Like, is anyone from Nintendo's team going to be there watching and going, hmm... That would be smart. We should fix that. We should fix that, because these guys are playing it, and we should fix that. Yeah. yeah. All right, but they, but they, have, they have testers who do that all day long, and they I do. assume they're pretty good players too oh you know? no for yeah. sure yeah okay so then the big deal the nintendo digital event right mm-hmm. it's not a N- nintendo direct this year <clears throat> apparently it is a way for them to build on that approach from last year uh, with a new kind of video program that will reveal and provide further detail about gaming experiences on the way for nintendo platforms in 2014 so we're not getting a stage show mm-hmm. we've talked about this before um i was someone who really wanted that so I'm a little disappointed, but at the same time, I'm really optimistic as to what's going to come out of this. And sure. everything is on this video. Whatever this Nintendo digital event is, if it has the right sort of announcements and, and it, it says the right things to people, everyone's going to be talking about it. Everyone's going to be tweeting about it. It's, I mean, it's a good thing for consumers, right? We, we and some other outlets run live streams for the entire duration of the show, right? We bring in a variety of game developers, interview them, do gameplay demos, and this is kind of Nintendo's version of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they were on our show last year, and they seemed to really enjoy that, and so, you know, they're they're creating something very much like it for their own properties. That's great for consumers, right? Lots of choice of what to watch online. You can probably see a ton of gameplay footage of Nintendo games that, you know, previously was kind of a little bit harder to chase down, right? Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time, it still doesn't fix that, you know, creating excitement in the development and the games in development community in the games industry for Nintendo, right? Because that is really all takes place in the homes of the users, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't fix that. I mean, it doesn't seem to be a cost-cutting effort, right? It's if, not. They, if rent they rented the Nokia, the Nokia Theater. Every, yeah, yeah, they rented it last year, and they used it for meeting space this year. They're renting it for the Smash Brothers Invitational. So mm-hmm. it's not a cost reduction matter yeah. at all. Yeah, so, you know, it's I think for people watching at home, it is 100% great news, right? Like, more content to watch online um, for the duration of the show whenever you want to see it. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's just... So, so we'll, we'll see if the announcements will be as impactful as they would have been on a big stage with, you know, a thousand people watching. Yeah, yeah. that, that, that yeah. goes... Either way, sometimes, you know, I mean, sometimes there's the here's our new Zelda game and it's crazy cheers and it's all the other other times it's like here's five people playing green music and it right. like, buries them because it's so embarrassing. Um, yeah, but- I'm not I'm not like I think that it's it's sort of an antiquated business model, the, the whole like stage show thing. For um, sure. And it's this is not just the gaming industry. You see this with like Apple, and you see this with tech, and all these other all big big tentpole events happen where they're like, "Here's our CEO. He's going to get on stage, and the mic's going to cut out, and it's going to break, or the TV's going to stop working, or the prompter's not going to read, and he's going to have to vamp for a few minutes." Like, I think it's sort of like I like the way they that the Sony and Microsoft last year that kind of back and forth that very mm-hmm. WWF felt, you know, felt old school wrestling. Um, but I don't think we need it anymore. I'm I'm totally cool with just them giving us th- what we need to see, getting through the nonsense and saying, "Here's our games," and you know, I, 
I like nope. the, we talked about this before, right? I like the excitement it generates. Like an yeah. event where, you know, it's very much about the communal experience, right? You go and see a movie in, in, in the theater with people, like a comedy, with people who love the movie. And it is way more, it is way funnier than watching it alone at home with your headphones on, sure. right? Like there's definitely something when you're enjoying content with other people. The problem with the stage um, presentations is that they got so formulaic, yeah. right? Like it's like you could set your watch to, okay, here comes Nintendo's third party reel, which is not going to be very exciting, but they feel like they have to do it to make their third party guys happy, right? Yep. And like the EA conference was always like, all right, five seconds until some NFL star or major league player comes on stage and yep. is going to say, yeah, I don't know anything about games, man, right? Like, and even, it's, it's, <laughs> it's always like that. And it's like, like Kobe Bryant but, at the Sony conference a few years ago. Yeah, but, but exactly. we'll, we're, we're making the most realistic game to keep you in the game. Yeah. Like, Thanks, athlete. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. And there was always like 15 minutes of like, you know, Sorry the Nintendo that. family has mm -hmm. sold more than the blood. And they're just talking about their sales for like a half an hour. And you're like, I don't care. But that's an issue with the content of the presentation, not right. the form. Right? Sure. Like you can yeah, do you something can, you amazing. Can mix up the content and make something different. I mean, I don't think Nintendo, if you look at even these video, video presentations, I don't think Nintendo's afraid of switching things up for the sake of, you know, being different. Yeah. And if anything, they're shaking that so hard that they're completely different now, right? They're not competing the same way those guys do. They present themselves very differently than the, those guys do. Microsoft, Sony, EA, Ubisoft. Like, right. Nintendo is way different yeah. than them. And I, and I think w the solution they have is perfectly fine. It's cool to have that kind of a, a digital-only presentation. I love the tournament angle. Like, it at least has – there's an activation at the show that people can get excited about. I think it's fine. But, you know, I would prefer if there was a giant empty room and Reggie got up on stage and said – uh, and here's Metroid, and here's Zelda, and here's Mario, and then after the reel, he goes tequila for everyone and drops the mic and walks sure, out. Like sure. the impact that makes on a crowd is confidence. You know, it's like you get you get excited about what you're seeing, and you talk to other people there versus the digital removed experience. Which, which by the way, the gaming industry sees all that stuff a week later. You know, yeah. like does not create that rush of excitement. But I think Nintendo is betting on um, instead of the the roar of the of the stadium or the roar of the the hall or whatever mm -hmm. at the nokia theater they are betting on the roar of twitter of facebook of everyone sharing tweeting and talking about this thing and that is as loud or i would dare say yeah it is 10 times louder than the what 200 or 2000 people they can fit into the nokia theater well, I, I, I disagree i disagree because you're not getting the roar from the influencers as much right well, like i the, don't know i would i would you, challenge that you get you, you get, do you're definitely getting a lot of people watching and tweeting about it but you get you also get that with the other stage presentation. Like the one thing doesn't, you know, doesn't exclude that. You can no, generate. I, yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I completely agree with you. It's it's I, cheaper. I, it's more controllable. And ultimately, I think for consumers, it's better to give them more spread out over multiple days rather than this one event. Yeah. So, sure. Yeah. I, I do think you minimize you minimize the the awkwardness that ensues in a lot of those events. Like you have a guy who gets on stage and he just kind of mumbles for ten minutes or sure. makes terrible jokes, which like. The, the scripting in these things, and they, they, all these companies hire professional script writers to help them write their E3 scripts. It's not just Reggie doesn't just sit there and, and knock out no, something on his not. desk. Yeah. You know, they hire people to come in, and they and then you end up with things like Mr. Caffeine. You know, which basically yeah, terrible. They could they could have announced any game in the world, and you're latching on to how terrible the delivery system is yeah. for it. And I feel like that muddies it a little bit. Whereas Nintendo has these more concise. Uh, 
presentations now that are just like this is everything this is what it is yep. you know there might be some funny things that come out of it but sure and they're they also like they won't have a ravi drums happen again because right, that'll never like happen again times. that'll never yeah. happen again and i mean i actually it's weird but i actually think that uh i'm i'm happy that they're even doing this because they could easily do what many other major companies do which is just take their ball and go home or never bring mm-hmm. their ball to begin with i mean mojang right they don't show up. Right. Blizzard. Rockstar. They don't show up. Rockstar. Mm-hmm. They don't show up. None of these guys go to E3. They don't do press conferences. They don't Most do stage the anomaly. Shows. Blizzard, I don't know. I, I feel like all those companies are the anomaly, though. They're you can't not have the, three anomalies. Not, yeah, yeah, but you can. But you like, used to get... Is, there's a lot of companies in this industry. Yes, you can. But you used to get Some more press conferences. Out. You know, like EA and UB are kind of like the holdovers, yeah. right? Like, yeah. they were, there were so many press conferences before. Do you remember the Konami we, one? The Konami Activision. When does that even happen? Like, oh, now, all those, you know. They did a pre-recorded... After year, they man. did a like, pre-recorded thing in 2011, Konami, yeah. and then I don't think they did one ever again. And there was I that. They did a pre-conference. They did a pre-conference. Yeah, they did a disastrous one that, a few years oh, before God, that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Like so I, I really memes. feel like this is like this is just like Sony and Microsoft's thing now. They're the last that are really holding it up. EA has a couple of little things. Ubisoft's press conferences, or it's always like. Here's Pele, and here's a water gun. You know what? That they, never came they had, out. They had a good press conference last year, <clears throat> like uh, Ubisoft. Like I remember, wasn't wasn't last year the one where we all walked out and said, "Wow, Ubisoft has the best games." Maybe, right? I mean, I they, Ubisoft they put, they put out a lot of really good games in they the last do. year, so yeah. that they take surprise me. But yeah, I mean, that company is 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 pretty amazing when it comes to just kind of coming up with like just introducing a concept of a game and then making sure that they develop it all the way through, yeah. right? Like delaying Watch Dogs and all that kind well, of and stuff. And they're not afraid mm-hmm. of a new console yeah. cycle or a new IP in a yeah. console cycle. You had Assassin's Creed, you got Watch Dogs come in, like they, they take bets. So I think for them though, like a show like that is a good way to just tell people again their mission, right? Like the UBR project stuff, you know, Child of Light is of course the outcome of that. Just to tell people how they feel about games. Now, do they have to do it in a two hour conference? No, right? Right? They're yeah. more concise ways of doing it, but it does it does create excitement, I think, in, in the audience to have like this appointment, you know, sure. where you sit down, see all the people. I, I, again, I think there's so many ways to show the world what you've got cooking and nobody's doing it wrong right now. I mm-hmm. think no. there are different solutions. I'm looking forward to seeing how Nintendo pulls it off. And I hope the tech holds up and I hope the stream doesn't have interruptions because last year yeah. that was a problem that threw a lot of people off. They couldn't watch the first 10 or 15 minutes of right. the Nintendo Direct. It, it, you know, they had problems. Which was pre-taped. So, I mean, yeah, the, but that that's more like server overload or whatnot or, or it's uh, tough. being underestimated, yeah. you know, kind of yeah. underestimating how many people were going to check that mm-hmm. out. Um, Yep. So, you know, whatever. Uh, last thing just to tie into this point uh, or what we were just talking about, Nintendo Treehouse also has live at E3 where they're going to have constant live streams throughout E3. Um, they haven't really said how long. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was referring to. I mean, for yeah, me, it sounds like it's the up. entire show. Like it's exactly yeah, what it's we not, what we do every, every year. hour of the show. I think it's going to be here and there. You I, sure? That's what I'm betting I think on. they're going to have a stage with a bunch of Treehouse guys and just keep on talking. But that would mean Nintendo has to have enough content to fill three days of E3. And I don't know if there are enough unannounced and announced games for that. No, you're right. That's why I'm concerned. Maybe, but maybe they'll play some Game Boy Advance VC titles or something. I don't sure. know. We'll, we'll see. It's, that would not if, go over well. If you tasked us to do three days of live streams for Nintendo content, I think we could pull it off oh, no, pretty easily. New games only, that's going to be a challenge, yeah. right? And that's but, what I'm that's yeah. more why I think they'll be sort of in and out um yeah. check-ins through Treehouse. Okay. All right. Well, one more thing to talk about related to this a little bit. Um actually related to this a lot is uh so we've heard rumors that Nintendo might be showing hardware 
at E3. Yeah. And I just want to ask you guys, what's the likelihood of that? What do you guys think? What is the likelihood Nintendo li- will show well, new hardware? Well, I mean, what are you asking me? Well, what do I think is going to happen or what do things. I want to be there? Okay, well, wait, 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 wait. And just to set context, new hardware can mean a lot of things. Mm-hmm. First of all, new hardware doesn't necessarily mean new systems. New hardware yep. could also mean a revision. Right, it could be the, the Wii wheel. I think, <laughs> I think they will. Why are you laughing? That's new hardware. It's not going to be the, the Wii wheel. By then, the game's then out it's a Wii wheel 2.0. They're they're absolutely going to show new hardware this year. There's no doubt in my what mind that something. Because I've heard it from multiple people now. You know, I've heard it from someone who used to be at Nintendo. I've heard it from somebody on the third party front. What that means? Wait, 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 you gotta nobody be- nobody knows what that means. It could be it could be the GameCube anniversary wireless controller or something like that, right? But I gotta think it's more. It either ties into their whole push on, hey, we don't just need to make n- n- games, okay? Like it's gonna be like it's something the on the life you, thing. That's you, too no? soon. You, you no, you sure? Because he's been some, Iwata's been talking about that a ton. Right, right, right. I, I, it, I th- too soon. It could I be. You old IGN sixty four boys, you need to be careful. Yeah. Coming out of these podcasts and going like, oh, you know, I heard secrets from friends at yeah. Nintendo. Bowl. You guys have been doing this for years. You and Matt Castle have had true. me on, you know, reading and on s- edge, on edge, <laughs> reading printed out things that, from the library on the school bus on the way home. Oh, go, you know, Halo's coming, Nintendo DS, and all this stuff. We have to be careful. But Halo it is could true, be a Wii U. <laughs> Wow. That, was, that was true. You're a good man, Pat. <laughs> uh, it could be a Wii U revision. It could be a 3DS revision. I don't think it's a new content platform. Okay. I just, I mean, they're struggling to get content out the door as it is. Imagine if there's a third pillar to this. No. The moment you hear new hardware, your mind's racing to think, like, oh, they're going to introduce something that is kind of like the hybrid between the two devices, sure. right? The Nintendo DSU, whatever, right? Um, I, I, don't think that's it either. Yeah. It's a, it feels like it's the wrong time because then you're basically telling consumers like, oh, look at this. We got something new. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and this is just... I think it's a revision. These it's, rumors we're yeah. hearing plus the other day, coincidentally, and I, uh, I think Go Nintendo reported this, our friends over there, but uh, someone saw in the metadata for Nintendo's website there was a new Nintendo platform as one of the tags. Huh. Granted, that could have been there forever and no one noticed. I mean, who, who, you could check our metadata. God forbid. I don't even know what you'll find. Uh-huh. It's probably still Babology in there and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's just—I don't know if there's a lot of weird stuff. There's a lot of weird it. stuff. No, I. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what it is. There is there's going to be something that is not a game there. I'm 100 percent convinced. Okay. Okay. Um, but I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to get anybody's hopes up thinking there's going to be some amazing new version of the Nintendo 3DS or something. It's amazing new version of the Nintendo Wii 4DS. Um, but you know, in order to get retailers excited this holiday season there needs to be physical product on shelves or you need to sell the same physical product with a, at a cheaper price point or in a new bundle and like it feels <laughs> like one ds it feels like they have the bundle no they have the I'm bundle for the wii u I'm right now the one ds um the one s <laughs> they have the mario kart bundle now which means they need something fresher, I think, for the holidays. Uh, That's either a discless skew of the Wii U or like a new 3DS or yeah. a new something. I mean, Magical some something. of the criticism on the gamepad, too, is the way it looks. Maybe it's a revision on that. Sure. Could be. Yeah. You know what I love about Nintendo? They are completely insane. They do crazy, crazy things. The crazy toy maker is Yeah, calls and them. it's just – it's so much fun to see what they're going to do next because it's, it's never something I can ever predict. Everything they've ever done, it, it's never been like, oh man, that I totally, I totally called that. Well, except for a lot of their sequels. Some of the stuff. When it comes to hardware, it could big. be. Think about it. It could be as simple as creating a different uh, gamepad skew that is small, has a small screen. Mm-hmm. Like the new Wii U will have something that is closer to a Nintendo DS. Yeah. 
like in size attached to it, which means that they a save a ton measure. of cost yeah. on the screen yeah. manufacturing. Yeah. They're still saying, oh, but you need the screen. You can play all the old games, but it's no longer the big focus of the console at that point. Oh, man. Yeah. So if you're listening right now and you're on edge, first of all, calm down. We'll see what happens. All we're telling you is what we've heard, and this is a potential rumor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, Take from we, that what you If will. we knew what this was, there we would be a the big article saying <laughs> yeah. this thing is coming. Um, but I, there's way too much shatter to say there's not only going to be software. I just love when Reggie pulls something out of his pocket. Yeah. That's my favorite. No. When he's just saying it, he's like, I'm Did you pull the Wii U out of his pocket? Like, <laughs> With all the cables and uh-huh. all the extra garbage. I just want him to put on the Terminator shades when he does it again. All right. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that'd be funny. I mean, they can do that since it's not going to be live. They could. So do you think with all the quality of life stuff... And the, we don't believe in wearables, we believe in unwearables. Like, do you think they're going to do something to introduce the other Nintendo business? Or do you think that is not for E3, that they actually now have a division? I think it's not for E3. Yeah? I also think that uh, maybe the app shows up at E3, though. Maybe the app. Whatever the app is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to roll that out soon. you got to get people aware of how to drive them back to Nintendo. These live streams sounds like a great way to show them, hey, and did you know there's a Nintendo app? Yeah. That could be part of this, but that's yeah. not new platform though. I just I'm just tossing that out there since we're in the middle of just tossing anything out there right mm-hmm. now. It is a non-wearable. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I mean, there's even the quotes uh, that were circulating from Iwata talking about you know sort of Nintendo is not is an entertainment company not solely focused on video games. Entertainment doesn't equal video games in Nintendo's court. Like it's it's sort of entertainment and mm-hmm. where they're going to branch out from that and there may be a redefinition of that. Non-wearable to me was the Wii U fit, the Wii Fit scale, right? Like that is that's, qual- that's no. a quality of life product that is not wearable. And it made them a lot of money. Because like I don't think when somebody says we, we're interested in non-wearables, it means it's going to be an app or something in software. It means it is literally not the Nike Fuel Band or the Fitbit or the something. Fitbit or yeah. anything like that. Sure. Some of which were now discontinued, right? Like there's mm-hmm. some there was so much competition in the market that not all survived, and even Nike pulled some product back from yeah. it. So they're definitely not going to now try to jump on that on that um, sure. bandwagon. But yeah, I mean, what could it be if anybody out there has any ideas? Email us email. at uh, nvc at ign.com. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you think they're going to do? Like uh, a door lock, uh, a fire extinguisher, <laughs> a... You're just looking around the room. Yeah, oh, really creepy. Maybe. Camera. Uh, no, I mean, right. I really don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. Maybe they'll make a Jose Otero. Oh, Jose. Welcome. 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 <laughs> All right. So thank you very much for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. Our podcast has a new episode out every Thursday, but... We know you love podcasts, but make sure you check on over and come to IGN.com. We have some great feature stories, articles, previews. You can find the Mario Kart stuff we talked about, our reviews, whether you loved Kirby or not, um, and a bunch of other stuff. So make sure you head on over to IGN.com. That's our show for this week. Sorry about uh, not addressing question of the week responses, but we were running a little tight because there was so much stuff to talk about. So we will try to fit in your responses into next week's episode. With that said... To my right is Per Schneider, and you can find him at... Per IGN. You can find Brian Altano at... Welcome. No, at Agent Bizzle. <laughs> I think someone else took it at welcome. We swear we will not use welcome in the, uh, like for the rest yeah, of the year you now. You guys, it's done. Yep. That's all. Yep. I'm going to get so many tweets about this. Yep. <laughs> and oh, I tweet welcome at, at... Oh, now you are. At Jose... <laughs> I should say the wrong Twitter. At Jose underscore Otero. Um, thank you very much for listening, and we will be back next week.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.